And good morning. Welcome to uh, February. This is Brian Uttall, and our show today is presented by Robert Q. Travel. Their advice is unmatched. They offer outstanding travel options and very competitive pricing. Our country and the hearts of its resident travelers have always held a special place for the Netherlands. We're about to share some very attractive travel options to Holland this spring. Let me say that one more time. To Holland this spring. And while there, we have a neighboring country sure to be a most welcoming destination as well. Let's tip through, tiptoe through the, the Dutch tulips with Robert Q. Travel Specialist Kelly Balderston. And good morning. Good morning, Brian. Wyatt and Willie came through for us. It, it, he sure did. It's a, they say it'll be an early mm-hmm. spring, and it's a great day to be talking about going to Holland if you just can't wait. But because if you, Yeah, if you can't wait, it could be an even earlier spring in Holland. Absolutely. Their seasons are quite a bit farther ahead than ours. And uh, seeing the flying into Amsterdam at the Schiphol Airport and seeing the fields of tulips is absolutely breathtaking. There is Kuchenhof, Kuchenhof Park home of the Garden of Europe, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, there are approximately 7 million flower bulbs planted annually in that park alone. Absolutely. It is quite the site. Um, it changes every year. They're artistically planted. They're different. They also have different blooming seasons so that they have the early bulbs and the late bulbs. So it runs about March till May. Mm-hmm. And if you have a chance, if you're in Holland, it is something you have to see in the spring. Talking acres, I mean, 32 hectares or 79 acres just there alone. Absolutely. It's amazing when you go through that, you don't realize how many different types of tulips there Mm -hmm. are. Tulips and other bulb flowers. They also have azaleas and other plants. They have a Japanese area. They have their regular area. But it's incredibly maintained, and it is a beautiful way to spend a day. I purposely began our show today about that heartfelt connection that Canadians have with Holland and back at you. Absolutely. When you get to the Netherlands and they know you're a Canadian, I've been there uh, during some of the anniversaries of the ending of the war, and it is it touches your heart how much they um, how how much we are cared for by them. They they take care of such great care of the cemeteries of our soldiers that we've lost. There, There is a great tie between the two. There are tulip seedlings that uh, have their home here in Canada that came from Holland, I mean, as gifts. Absolutely. They send um, thousands of bulbs to Ottawa for our tulip festival. We have our, and that also is a, an amazing thing to see. If you're not able to make it in spring while the tulips are up in Holland, maybe you can head over to Ottawa a little bit later and see their tulip festival. Now, due to its relatively small size, it's pretty easy to visit the Netherlands. Absolutely. It's it's very compact. It's very easy to maneuver. They have an amazing train system and bus system, so you don't need a car rental. You could, but it's very easy to drive. Um, but there's so much to see. Uh, I've been there many, many times myself because that's where my family is from. But every time I go back, there's just so much more that I have not touched on. Mm-hmm. So let's touch on on Holland, urban and rural. We have Amsterdam. Amsterdam, and that's what a lot of people think when they... When we talk about the Netherlands and Holland, people immediately think of Amsterdam. And unfortunately, a lot of people think about cafes and the red light district. But Amsterdam is such an amazing city. Um, It is the home to amazing world-class museums, the Rijksmuseum, which houses the uh, the Night Watch by Rembrandt. Um, The Van Gogh Museum is there in in the Museum Place. The canal tours are amazing. You have the Anne Frank House. Like I said, there is so much 
just in Amsterdam alone that mm-hmm. if you had a week, you could not take it all in. Can you paint a picture for us some of the places that you may have visited like that where there's its heritage, its museum, it's just taking us back in time? Um, absolutely. The city of Amsterdam has a, a great character on its canals and just walking the streets and along the canals and seeing the architecture is amazing. Um, it's uh, Then you can get into the museum area that has several museums right close together. You can take them in. The Rijksmuseum, you have to go to see the Night Watch and the other see the other Rembrandts. But I don't think you could see it again in a week. There's so mm-hmm. much there to offer. Uh, right a little bit across the street is the Van Gogh Museum. Um, another must-see. It The collection of Van Goghs there is, is breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And also, I think you just touched on it, but you can take a boat tour or a water taxi as another option through those amazing canals. I will say that about any city that's on either a river um, or the canals, you get a very different picture from the water. Mm-hmm. And when you go through the canals of Amsterdam and you go under the amazing bridges and you see this, there's one that's the tiny house. There's houses that are a little bit crooked and you see the different architecture. It is a fantastic way. And then it takes you out into the main harbor um, into because it is on on the Rhine. And you'll see actually how much of Amsterdam has been uh, reclaimed from the water itself. Interesting you should mention that because we can just, and I'm sure many listeners can relate to this, who've been to the other London on the other Thames. What a great way to see a very large city. Absolutely. Um, All the cities, um, if you're in London, in the UK, you have to do um, a Thames River tour. Paris on the Seine, seeing Paris from the Seine River is amazing. Uh, You can even do Istanbul on the Bosporus. Those are just must do because you get a very different perspective from the water than you do walking down the streets. So we can travel by auto. We can travel by uh, water taxi. We can um, t- travel by boat tours. And then there's also the bicycle. If you're, I'll be honest, I would, I have biked many times in the rural areas. Um, Amsterdam is not for Busy. the faint at heart. They also have their own rules, their own stoplights. They, uh, the bus, the bike culture in Holland is amazing. Are some of those rules made at that stop sign by the two people that are meeting there at that moment? No, they actually have their own stoplights. Okay. It's always something that it takes me a little bit to get used to because we don't have the amount. And you'll go by and um, restaurants and you'll see just hundreds of bikes against the wall because they, you know, it's, it's a way of life in Holland to, mm-hmm. to take your bike. Well, it's a way of life through much of Europe, too. And uh, I think that we're, we're really trying to adopt that method of transportation here in Canada. And the city of London is doing its best to get that infrastructure in place. But we're certainly behind. We are. And it's also everything's a little bit closer together there, making it a little bit easier right. to um, traverse than it is in, you know, our cities tend to be sprawled out quite a bit. Um, in our weather, I wouldn't have wanted to have been biking this no. week. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it is it is better. But uh, if for, for people that can go to, to Amsterdam and just really experience the culture and the people, um, Dutch, it's also very easy for Canadians to go to Holland. Most people speak English, so English is uh, readily spoken. So it, mm-hmm. you're not nervous. For people that are – we have people that are sometimes nervous about going abroad about language barrier. Holland, there is absolutely no language barrier. Just give us some of the airlines that you would work with at Robert Q Travel to get us into Holland. Well, Air Canada is going in uh, direct from Toronto, uh, and which is great. And in the uh, spring months, you can actually pick up a nice little connector from London on International Airport mm-hmm. if you uh, don't want to do the 401 yourself. Transat has great service into um, Holland as well in the in the summer, um, doing, I believe, four flights day, uh, weekly with great times. Um, 
Transat's also nice because if you want to see a little bit more than just Holland, you can open it up. You can fly into Holland. You can, of course, go over to Belgium and even over to France because the proximity is so close and you can fly into one and out the other. So there's a reason why here on Groundhog Day, February the 2nd, that we're talking about Holland and we'll talk a little more about Belgium, a particularly popular time of the year, spring, to see these countries. Absolutely. There are some amazing tours that are available. Might be a little late for this year on some of them. We have amazing river cruises that will do the uh, the rivers of, of Holland into Belgium where you can really experience the tulips and the blooming and the color. There's uh, a lot of – we have a lot of coach tours with some great partners um, like Globus and uh, Trafalgar that have about a seven-day that you can go out and really experience not only Holland and the tulips, but you can get into some other towns like The Hague, which is the seat of the world court. It's a beautiful city that's a must-see. Again, full of history, very different than Amsterdam. And has a lot of, again, amazing museums. The Mowitz House, which is the home of Vermeer's Girl with a Pearl Earring. So they have a great collection there. And then there's some smaller towns like Delft, where they make the the world-renowned Delft pottery, uh, the home of Vermeer. So there's just every city slightly different, has its own character. They're quaint. They're beautiful. The people are great. It's hard to describe those little Dutch villages and their must-sees too. And absolutely, uh, to be able to, uh, you know, meander. Again, they have great bike tours. You can take a bike that goes village to village and really experience um, the rural portion of Holland, the amazing um, meadows and the cows, and maybe get the chance to see some working mills that are are still scattered on the landscape. One beautiful little Dutch village, and I am not about to pronounce it because I won't get it spot on, and I don't want to be disrespectful to our Dutch friends, but some of the sites include a shipyard, a grocery store, a pewter factory, and a range of dainty little wooden houses. So there's a lot of character there that is uniquely Dutch. Absolutely, and like I said, it's amazing that different provinces have very different architecture. And different styles. So the houses in the north are very different than the houses in the south. And, it, you know, to just it's very relaxing. It's, it's a fun way to just uh, wander and, and really see the sights and the history. I will try Grote Kerk. Yes. The, the churches in Holland um, are always the center of all towns. Uh, they all have them. Um, there's also the, the new church in Amsterdam that sits on the Dom, which was the original palace of the royal family. And some, some, like I said, great, uh, you know, very different, not Roman Catholic churches, so, but, you know, lots of Gothic churches that are amazing. Mm-hmm. So here in February, there's still opportunity, albeit limited, for uh, families, uh, couples, um, friends to get together and think about a trip to Holland in spring 2019? We can. We will definitely have some space on, on certain tours. Things like river cruises, like I've said in the past, tend to book a year out mm-hmm. um, because they only might have two or three sailings that are actually can encompass that because of the timing of the, of the, the tulip blooming. But definitely, if people want especially a land tour or if they want to do it on its own, like I said, Holland and Belgium are very easy for people to do on their own because the transportation in the countries are very, very good. So if you, you know, the train system... You can leave Holland. You can be in Belgium in in a couple of hours. I'm glad that on our shows, Kelly, we take time just to reinforce the fact of booking early because here's an example of a picturesque, beautiful destination. The people are amazing. We're talking Holland and soon we'll talk about Belgium. And you're saying that in many cases to get those prime locations, you're a year out in planning and you must spend some time with your clients saying – 
you know, we might want to be thinking about 2020 now. Absolutely. It's um, my biggest challenge and uh, mm-hmm. my biggest job is to change people's thinking about last minute. You know, for because of the all-inclusive business, they, there was this thought that last minute is best. That's when you're going to get that best deal. But it's not. It's definitely book ahead. Uh, airline tickets come out about 10 months prior. You can do it 10 months out. Look ahead. Get that flight because then also if you want that Covenant window seat or mm-hmm. extra legroom, it's available. You know, when you come to see me two weeks afterwards, you more or less get what's left over. So in order to get that hotel in that perfect location, you know, to get that seat on the plane that's going to be best for you, it's good to come in and start planning. A lot of uh, labor is put into saving up for these wonderful vacations and a lot of early ups in the minus 25 degree weather. You want to make the most of that time spent. Absolutely. And part of, I always say, part of the fun of traveling is the planning. And the anticipation and the looking forward to it, knowing that, you know, you have 10 months left, you have six months left, you have three weeks left. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of fun. And then you experience that vacation. But when it's planned well and planned completely way ahead of time, it becomes seamless. You're not spending the time running around trying to figure out and navigate. It's all been pre-planned and you get the most out of your vacation. Well, here's some anticipation. Coming up next, we're going to talk waffles. We're going to talk about chocolate and we'll talk about Belgian beer. That's coming up next here with uh, Kelly Balderston, our vacation travel specialist with Robert Q. Travel. She works out of the 1920 Dundas Street East location. You can give them a call anywhere you hear us at one 221 6001 and back with more on 980 CFPL. Presented by Robert Q. Travel, and we're traveling to beautiful Holland today, the Netherlands, and we're going to check out uh, a country, a neighboring country, and that being Belgium. And uh, there's so much to see there. Absolutely. And it's, it's um, I don't want to say a forgotten country, but, you know, people think of the big countries. They think of Paris and, and, and France. They think of Italy and Rome, um, Germany, of course, and, and Spain. But there's so many other little countries in Europe that have such appeal that when you've done all those big ones, you might want to consider. And Belgium is just, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump from from Holland. So it makes it a perfect pairing. You know, even if you only have a couple of days, the train service from Schiphol into uh, Brussels or even Bruges is uh, is amazing. It's easy. It takes you right downtown. It's um, it's an easy way to grab another country on your list. Absolutely, and so close. Tell us about Brussels first. Brussels is absolutely one of my favorite cities in Europe. Um, it has it's it's beautiful. It's um, it's metropolitan on in its in its new city, but its old city in around the Grand Place mm-hmm. is absolutely stunning, and it is a must see for people that are foodies and like beer um, because it has so much to offer. Let's go in order. Then we'll start with the Belgian waffles. Belgian waffles, Belgian waffles at every street corner um, are a must. I'll be honest, I don't have a sweet tooth, um, but it's. I know I'm planning a trip there in uh, June with my daughter, and that's top on her list to have when she arrives in Belgium. And then after you have walked the streets eating your beautiful, freshly made Belgian waffle, you can find a great little restaurant that's going to offer some of the best food in Europe. Belgium, um, Brussels is really... That's a pretty bold statement. Some of the best food in Europe. Yeah, it, it's never, it's not really well known, but Brussels is mm. one of the gastronomy capitals of Europe. When you walk their streets, they have amazing restaurants that they display their fares to lure you in and they have amazing um, mussels, 
Belgian mussels uh, in season paired with an amazing Belgian beer. And also, I will say, Belgium probably has the best French fries I have mm. ever had. Mm-hmm. Again, not all that widely known. And then there's chocolate. Absolutely. Chocolate at every every corner. Beautiful stores displaying absolutely stunning chocolate. It's amazing what they can do. So really, Bel- uh, Brussels has something for everyone. And again, after you've had a beautiful dinner and you've had your dessert and you've bought your chocolates to bring home – you can go and sit on the Grand Place, which with amazing – again, the architecture is fantastic, uh, the, the main square, and you can sit and sip on a beer. And they at one time – I'm not sure if they still do it, but they would light up the buildings in the evening to classical music to, to highlight Beautiful. their amazing mm-hmm. architecture. Like I said, while you're sipping a, a glass of wine or a beer, it's, it's a must. That's amazing that they do, they do that. If you've watched maybe a DVD of some of the finest performers and they illuminate all of that architecture and it's, be, it's really something to behold. It is absolutely a must. It's one of my favorite things to do after you wander the little tiny streets of Brussels. And, of course, you want to go see Monica Peace, the famous statue. Uh, you have to find him in, in Brussels. And it's, it's just an amazing Beautiful, quiet city in the town, but vibrant in its in its outskirts. But really, yeah, a must. Enjoyed in moderation, but it's not easy to do in Belgium. Of course, it's the number one beer company in the world, country in the world, I should say. It is, and yeah. many many types of beer, and the best beers in the world. So, really, if that's your fancy, why not go and spend a couple of days and try to experience them? Uh, experience them all. Mm-hmm. And um, if you were to venture out into some of the rural areas, tell us a little bit more about what we might discover in Belgium. Again, Belgium's similar to Holland a little bit. Um, of course, you've got um, the Dutch in the kind of the east and then west. It's more French influenced. Again, lots of rural um, cows and meadows and beautiful and other little towns. One town, again, that's one of my favorite is, is Bruges, which is also a canaled city. It's absolutely fantastic. And it's known for um, its canals, its art, but also lace making. They are one of the premier lace makers in the world. So again, you can wander the small streets and have like, the best French fries I've ever had in the town square. It's it's quite an experience. It's interesting. I mean, we may be able to get some Belgian chocolate here, but it just tastes ten times better when you have it there. It is different. It is so much better, um, and all of that. You, it's the experience as well. The Belgians treat their beer like the French treat their wine. It's an experience. It's not just cracking open a bottle and drinking it. It's a process. Um, again, much like Ireland with Guinness. And, you know, they know that you have, depending on the beer, you have to have the right glass to enjoy it. And they take it seriously. They take their food seriously. So for anybody that that's an interest, it, it really is a must. So, so you often will recommend to your Robert Q. travelers that uh, you do Holland and Belgium as a, as a pairing. Package that up for us a little bit in terms of how that might work out in terms of nights spent. It depends on how much time, of course, people have and how much time they want to spend. But a lot of times we will pair Holland and Belgium together. If you have maybe five days in Holland, it's a little bit closer to my heart. And then do three in Belgium. You can kind of get a good experience of all of them. Uh, if you have a little bit more time, we I tend to also add France into that because they're all so close. It's a way to experience three distinctly different countries in a matter of maybe 10 days. And uh, it just adds to that country count. Do any resorts come to your mind in terms of Holland where you might send them to? 
uh, or hotels? Hotels. Uh, the um, NH in Amsterdam are great hotels. They're scattered along the, uh, through the city. Um, they're great properties. Um, then, of course, um, there, I have, well, what, there's so many different classes of, of accommodations. Mm-hmm. I will say Amsterdam is a little bit um, pricey compared to some cities. So it really depends on somebody's um, budget that we can either go really high end. Uh, there's a great hotel in Amsterdam where the Beatles stayed that's on a canal if you want to do that experience. But we'll find something within that budget. And again, not commonly known for those who've maybe never traveled is the fact that, of course, Holland is a seaside resort too. Absolutely. Uh, there's a beautiful coast um, in Holland along the North Sea, um, it, which the North Sea act absolutely – uh, shapes what Holland is because, of course, they've been fighting the North Sea yeah. their entire existence. And when you drive out through and you get to the sea and through some of the, the provinces and you see how much land has been reclaimed from the sea, it is absolutely – it's it's mind-boggling. And, you know, the um, engineering and the the thought that they were able to take so much land back and really have been able to preserve it without much mm-hmm. – much problem thus far. It is because it, it really, this, the North Sea is, is what shapes Holland. We've talked about the acres and acres or hectares and hectares of tulips. We haven't even mentioned the windmills. The windmills going into the south, there's a, a, t- a place called uh, Kinderdijk, which is a, a working museum area with working mills. But you will see as you drive through the countryside, you will see working mills that are, they're all national Heritage sites now, but they still are working. They are pumping the water out of the fields, and uh, it's an amazing sight. It's it's their stereotypical what you think are these beautiful meadows and a little bit of a gray sky and cows and mills. It's it's fantastic. You would highly recommend then for anyone, especially seeing Holland for the first time, to do a canal cruise. Absolutely, do a canal cruise, and also there's a because of the the size of Holland. If you're in Amsterdam and that's where you're making your stay, there's lots of trips you can do on a day trip basis. You can go to Volendam, which is a little bit kitschy, a little bit uh, touristy, but it's a great little t- fishing village that shows what life was like in, in the Netherlands hundreds of years ago. It's a must-see, and it's a great trip north of the city to see some of that landscape. And another example of a country where time spent in maybe a traditional little town, you get to meet the locals who will have many stories you won't ever forget. Absolutely. And the stories of, you know, their their life, uh, You'll when you're in some of these smaller areas talking to some of the older people, the stories of the war and their appreciation of our contribution it's fantastic. It's nice to find a little restaurant and, and just reminisce. We have a lot of Dutch immigrants who live in this particular area, and I'm sure you've tapped into their own expertise having lived there, moved to Canada, when they come to visit you to book a vacation back home. Oh, absolutely. We have a very strong Dutch um, population here. Um, my family, my dad also came in, in the 50s mm-hmm. uh, from Holland. So they, they, all, they like to go back as well and um, also share it with their children and it's great to help because there are the little places. And when they come in, it's also lots of fun because we have lots of similarities. And some of the small villages you've actually been to and driven through, and it's it's fantastic. We've talked about the three eyes that are on most bucket lists, but I would imagine that Holland and Belgium must be well up on the list too. For a lot of people, it's sometimes overlooked. Again, like I said, people want to see the big ones. Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest, everyone that has actually gone and done a multi-culture, multi-culture tour has come back and says, 
gosh, Amsterdam is such a beautiful city. Um, it was lucky it wasn't uh, ravaged during the war, so it still maintains an incredible historical culture, unlike cities like London, which, mm-hmm. of course, and even Rotterdam. If people that will sail into Rotterdam, it's a very new city. And then when you go to Amsterdam, it's a very old city. So it's retained a lot of its character. And people will come back and say the people are so accommodating. It's also an incredibly clean country, and it's just very inviting. And there's another example, again, of a country that people may have visited just for a short time as it was a port of call on a cruise, and now they want to go back and see more. Absolutely. That's what we get is a lot of people that I've sent that have said, oh, well, I only need maybe two days. I want to see the Anne Frank House. And I want to walk through the red light district and walk, do a canal tour. And then move on. And then move on. And then they come back and go, gosh, I really should have spent a couple of more days. And it is absolutely on their plan to return. Well, it should be on your bucket list. Absolutely. Uh, With Holland being such a beautiful, picturesque destination and with Wyatt and Willie coming through for us here. But if you want to see spring even sooner, now's the time to contact Robert Q. Travel and see if there are some seats still available. Absolutely. The summer is, the spring is close. Uh, It's, if your sand is not your thing, maybe the tulips are. You get it all. Beautiful Holland with the tulips and the windmills, the chocolate in Belgium, the waffles, and need I say more. Give them a call at Robert Q. Travel locally at 451-4120. You'll find them online at robertq.com. Have yourself a great weekend.